Warrior Woman, welcome back to the Warrior School podcast. This is episode 170. I have a guest for you today. This is her fourth time on the podcast. I love her. I just love her. I love our conversations. Uh, Libby and I, we jam. We jam really well together. We have very similar worldviews, belief systems, philosophies, processes, methods uh, when it comes to life and training and coaching. So Libby Westcombe, she's back. Podcast number four. I wanted to put her in the hot seat because she's just launched a new course. Macro Mavericks, the chronometer course by the one and only Libby Westcomb. She's the queen of macros. She's the queen of tracking, which is why I wanted to pick her brain and talk about her course. We talk about energy, energy balance, how to track macro targets, meal planning, hacks and tricks. Uh, We talk about... (laughs) So much uh, in this episode. We kick it off talking about why she uses Chronometer, her relationship with tracking. So when she started to track, why she started to track, uh, how she uses it in her work, why tracking is really helpful when it comes to your goals and training. This episode is perfect for you if you're keen to start tracking macros, but you don't know where to start or you don't know how to navigate the tracking app and you're driving yourself crazy trying to identify the best way to approach it or how to set your maintenance calories or how to set your macro targets or combine foods or create a meal plan or how to navigate eating out. Uh, We jam-packed this conversation and I feel pure privilege and pleasure to bring it to you. It's a really important topic. It's not something that I do a lot of in my work. I take a more fluid approach (laughs) which Libby and I also talk about today. And yes, you can have fluidity within structure and organization. And I think learning how to track will teach you a lot about yourself, about your habits, about your beliefs around food. It will teach you a lot about food. You know, Lib and I have studied nutrition degrees. Uh, So she did her diploma in nutrition and dietetics. I did an undergrad in exercise science and nutrition and a master's in dietetics. So we learned the science behind it, you know, the biochemistry, how food works, how it's constructed. Uh, But Libby is so beautiful at taking very big concepts, very abstract or what seem to be complicated concepts and breaking them down and making them really simple. So I think the, the beauty about her work in this course is that it's just about chronometer and tracking. The issue with so many courses is that there's too much information. The concepts are too big. And this is a very practical, practical tool that you can use that will teach you more about yourself, more about food, and that will help take off the mental load that a lot of you feel when it comes to your, your nutrition. 
So I, I tell so many of my women in warrior school that, you know, we, we can carry this mental load. Am I eating enough? Am I not? Am I eating enough protein? Am I not? If we actually did some tracking, we truly know we have the data there. Now, we also talk about how that there is a like a, a ladder or a s- stepping stones to get to a place to maybe fully track everything. And Libby and I both do this in our work where we meet you where you're at. And so that might just start by writing down what you eat in a notebook or you know, it might just start with just tracking your protein. And so we also talk about that today, you know, the importance of uh, using on-ramps, of not, you know, not having this all or nothing approach and that we need to ease into things and meet ourselves where we're at. It was a pure pleasure to talk to her. I could talk to her for hours and I really hope you enjoy this conversation on becoming a macro tracking maverick with the one and only Libby Westcombe. Welcome to the Warrior School podcast, the podcast for women who train. I believe following a plan that works with your body and has a timeline of years is the future of women's training. I also believe women can train hard. We just need to learn how to do it in a respectful way. So Warrior, this is your go-to show for practical information on training, nutrition, hormones, and performance. Myself and tons of experts will help you create a training strategy that works with your body and gets results. I am your teacher, Amy Bo, coach, dietitian, and the creator of Warrior School. Okay, Warrior Woman, let's do this. Libby Westcombe, welcome back to the Warrior School podcast. Thanks, Amy. So excited to be back again. I think it's like my third time with you now. No, I love it. It's your fourth. <laughs> Oops. There you go. <laughs> yeah. When I was um writing some notes for today uh, and I was like prepping like the show notes uh, side of things. So I went in and I pulled out all of your uh, episodes and so yeah this is your fourth time oh awesome <laughs> love it I love talking to you and I am so excited to talk to you today about the birth of a new baby in the world yeah the new course macro mavericks <laughs> yes so I want to dive deep into macros and tracking and all of the stuff but I just out of you know my own interest I want to know why you developed it like what were you seeing what were you hearing like what where was the need for this uh can you just share a little bit of a backstory around yeah how it came came into the world yeah, it actually came from a lot of people asking me for it. So I'll often, I'll often have people on my Instagram saying, hey, can you help me learn how to track macros? But I have a membership which teaches all of that, but maybe they just want that one particular aspect. Um, or maybe they're working with someone else and they just want to learn how to track their macros, like they're healing their hormones or they're doing something else like that. 
Um, and then, yeah, just from comments as well on my Instagram, just kind of seeing the need and asking, like putting up question boxes and asking what people need help with. Um, that I try to do that with most of things because, you know, you don't know if you, you're into something, it might not be what everyone actually needs. So that's kind of where I saw the big need. Um, the other the other reason was, I guess, because there's not really much out there. I looked up about chronometer and there's no course on chronometer. There's just not. I mean, I'm sure there's lots of courses on tracking macros, but a lot of people I know use chronometer. And it's something that I recommend because it's very it's a very um, insightful tracking tool, unlike MyFitnessPal or um, these other ones that you can get a lot more insight from it. So, yeah, there was just a gap in the market there with that um and i think a lot of people have courses um maybe even nutrition courses like you know pro metabolic courses or other types of nutrition courses but they don't actually go into the weeds about how to actually track like i'm a very practical person so i just like went into all the details so i mean people they understand the concept of it they might understand why they should track they might even understand you know like what macronutrients are, but they don't know, okay, so now I have my app open. What the fuck do I do? Where do I go? So that's kind of what I explain in, in the course, step by step. I love that. Uh, you love being in the weeds. <laughs> yeah. I love that about you. Yeah. So <laughs> actually, I think a cool place to start with is, well, why Why the hell did you pick Chronometer? Yeah, like why, why that over... Mm any other tracking app. Uh, so that's the first part. And then the second part, I would just like to know a little bit of your story with tracking. I know you've yeah. been um, active most of your life. I know you uh, were very competitive in CrossFit. And so I want to know when you started to develop this relationship with tracking and I want to know what that was like and how it's developed. So can we talk yeah. about those two things to start off with? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, so the first, I guess, answer to your question about why chronometer is that I've tried my fitness file. I tried chronometer and I've tried little other ones, you know, just not really tried them, but looked at them. Um, chronometer is special in the fact that it's very accurate. So the if you ever like reach out to chronometers help team, they're very, very good with co communication correspondence, but they're very accurate in terms of the fact that they do not like entries of foods that are wrong or inaccurate. So they double check every entry that someone enters in. So if you scan something and you put the details in, it actually gets sent to them to double check. So they do like a double check over. Whereas something like my fitness pal is just bombarded with like nonsense of entries because people can just put their own ones in and it becomes public and there's no checking system really there. So that's what I love about it. Um, and then the second reason I love about it is because you can also track things like your macronutrients. Um, Things like you can go pretty deep with the minerals, um, fat soluble vitamins, all these things that are really important to me and my clients as well. So, you know, if you see something's going on, you can just have a look over your last, say, four weeks and see that there's a maybe a deficiency in something that you're seeing. You can just boost that without, you know, having to go and get all these tests done. You know, it's, it's kind of like that. I guess, first line of defense, if that makes sense. So you can preempt things you can, you know, before you go get a HTMA, why don't you look at your last six months of tracking and see, are you actually hitting your potassium? Are you actually hitting your sodium? Um, so in that way, I think it's really, really good as well. It covers both bases, the micros and the macros. Yeah. And the thing, uh, I don't know if any of other tracking apps have this, but the thing that I love about the gold part is that you can like, 
um, input like the recipes or like pull the recipes yeah. out and download the recipes and then tweak the and recipes and yeah. just um, aesthetically as well, like the ease uh, at which you can yeah. navigate the platform. It's a beautiful app. You can tell that they've yeah. put a lot yeah, of thought into the simplicity and the design behind it. Yeah. And even just finding, um, so there's the NCCDB entries, which are like the, they're um, authorized, like they have all the micronutrients and all that in them. They're very easy to find. And you can find like all sorts of types of, you know, it's, it's not just chicken. It's like chicken with skin, chicken cooked without skin, ch chicken breast, skin and thigh, you know, all these details and they're all accurate information. Um, whereas when I was using my fitness pal for a while, cause sometimes I do both. So I actually went through a stage, which is like, it was so time consuming, but I tracked both in chronometer and both in my fitness pal, because I was trying to, for this, this particular course, when I did it as an action kit, I was trying to see the differences, especially in, at the end of the day, like what's more accurate, what adds up. Um, and yeah, like trying to find these in my fitness pal, it's just a headache. Like it's not easy. And then you'll find something and it will be wrong. It will be someone's entry. So yeah, I agree with you. It's, but I'm very much into that as well. Like I want it to look, I want it to make sense. It has to make so much sense. It has to be clear, it has to be easy to use. Um, so yeah, I love it for that too. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's dig into your story, your relationship with tracking. Yeah. Um, so it probably, I would say it would, it would have started around when I was a CrossFit competitor. Um, I hadn't even done much about macros or anything before I did my, so I was studying to get my diploma in nutrition and dietetics. And before that I was just eating, but yeah, I mean, I've talked about stories before, probably a little bit less carbs than I should have because the whole paleo diet was in fashion for CrossFitters. Um, you know, like just having your plate with your blueberries and your meat and your almonds, that type of thing. Um, and then I would have like on the weekends, we'd get like pizza or we'd get our burgers. Like we never, we were never like against that but I never tracked and then I there was certain when I started getting more serious about it I was like okay I'm training really really hard and I'm just not getting like there should be results for what I'm doing especially in terms of energy and fitness um, which is big in CrossFit like improving that you know your metabolic conditioning and your endurance and that was really um, important and I was I struggled a bit with that so I that's when I started learning about nutrition um in my course, I learned about the importance of carbs. That was just very generic um, dietitian dietetics course where, you know, you, you learn that like about glucose and carbs and then you put two and two together and you realize that, okay, so I kind of need it for this type of training. Um, and then I just started learning more about macronutrients. I started tracking. Um, I started with chronometer. I don't remember how I heard about it or, or where it came from. Maybe someone recommended it to me. I don't remember, but that was like the first app I started using. Um, it was very different then. It was probably newer back then. Um, and I just, yeah, I think I understood as soon as I started tracking, I understood the idea that on the days when I eat enough carbs and when I eat enough calories, I perform better. So performance and, you know, that side of things was everything to me. I was very, very lean. I was very thin and I had a lot of muscle and that's not always the best for a crossfitter. You know, you want to also have some not fat on you, but you know, you need to be solid because you're, you're working with like everything, <laughs> every energy system. Um, so I think I also wanted to put on a bit of weight. So I was really eating a lot and yeah, I just, I just put two and two together with that, that, you know, Hey, I'm actually performing better on the days and the days before when I eat enough, I perform better as well. Um, I recover better, you know, and it's just funny because intuitively we would go and we do this three day competition and then we go and we get like massive thick shakes and burgers and like, 
you just you just eat it and then you feel much better after like you recover better it's like intuitively I did it I knew it um but yeah and then I started coaching people as well and especially CrossFit women who you know they were scared of everything everything related to carbs so that's when I started sort of introducing it. So I, I I came from very much a performance background when it comes to tracking macros, which I think maybe is a pro in some ways with coaching, but it could also be a con in the sense that if someone has just had nonstop eating issues and body image issues, then, you know, I need, I kind of have now learned a little bit more about like, okay, we need to have, there's other angles to it as well. It's not just the set thing. Right. But I do, I'm really, really happy with that past because I know that it's a big, big pro for me. I'm not someone who take makes things super emotional with it. I can help my clients learn to just look at the data and also, you know, show compassion to themselves because we're human and we're not robots, but the data is not an emotional thing. It's just what it is. Um, so yeah, that's kind of my background. Yeah, it's um, it's cool, you know, when you come at it from a performance lens, uh, and like you said, it can feel a lot easier because we're we're not there's less of that emotional attachment to it. It's like I I need to perform, I need to fuel myself, I need to have enough energy because I need to do this CrossFit workout or I need to do these three days of a CrossFit competition. And so, uh, whereas so many women have just been stuck in like the, the diet culture and the fear and the scarcity, and they've had a really bad relationship with tracking. And, uh, you actually posted, it was maybe last week, it was the little staircase of your journey with it, which yeah. is, yeah, something similar that I do with my women. It's like, okay, well, where are we going to start with it? You know, there's yeah. definitely women that we can jump right to the end and they like love it. They love like going into the weeds like you and the data and they have no yeah. emotional attachment to it. Yeah. Uh, the same with like, you know, jumping on the scales and and whatever. So do you want to just talk about, because you've worked with so many women and like you said, you started to notice that, okay, there's this other side to it. There's like an emotional side to it. So how do I navigate that as a coach working with these women? Like, can you talk about your little staircase and the journey that you help women go through? Yeah. So I like to call it the tracking continuum. So you don't, I think in general, for me, I'm a big proponent of using an on-ramp with lots of different things in life. Um, Even if it's training or if it's, even if it's coming back from a holiday, like you're there dreading your five day training week. Why don't you just on-ramp yourself and just do one day or two days that week and then build back up. So like we think we have such an all or nothing mindset. Like it's so ingrained in us that we have to go from not doing anything to being this like superstar. And so I think just, just releasing that, from you and like you have to release it it's a mindset thing so once you can release that then you can actually clearly look at your life and be like okay so where can I start where can I actually like what's reasonable what's realistic for me to start with so with the tracking I would just literally start with hey let's just find more awareness about what you're eating to start with that's step one and that's if you've never tracked before you have to do that because you can't change what you don't know so that would be that first step. Just, you know, try play around in the app a little bit. See if you can track your current intake. Don't change anything. Don't stress if you miss a few days. You know, we're just learning about how to become more aware. And then you can build from there. So then, you know, you can maybe start 
thinking about hitting a protein target, which obviously I feel is very under under hit from many women, particularly like active women who train. So just to think about, you know, don't worry about anything else. Let's just see if we can hit protein at, you know, 40 grams or 30 grams each meal and track that in your chronometer. Um, again, just more awareness and doing these things is also going to be putting it in your brain like, oh, I need protein or, oh, maybe I shouldn't just go and have that coffee. Maybe I should actually eat because, you know, because you're you're learning as you're going as well. So it's also an education and it's also starting to bring that change in as well. Um, and then, yeah, from there, you can go any direction you can do. Some people just like to track a few days a week just to check in or you know, and then they'll let the other days be more intuitive. Um, some people like to track just what I call flexible tracking, which is where you just track your calories. So you're hitting your calories and your protein, and then you can let the carbs and fats fall wherever, because they're not as, you know, as long as you're not going in the extreme of either direction, you can be flexible with that. That's a really handy one for lifestyle tracking as well. And then obviously you can get to the point where you're hitting all your macros or you can hit all your macros. You can pick, you know, every other day. Um, yeah, like you can build, uh, I think, I think that needs to be talked about more with lots of different things, just having, give yourself an on-ramp, like imagine like a little on-ramp and you're just climbing up it. You're not trying to get to the top from being at the bottom. So there's steps and stages. Yeah. Uh, I'm laughing cause I totally agree with you, Libby. We, um, and the thing that I love about your work and your approach is that, there's a beautiful fluidity to it. Uh, and like, I assume what you mean by this on ramping and, and meeting, you know, meeting yourself where you're at is like, we've got to be a bit fluid in like our approach. Uh, and then, yeah, I, like, I love that. And I think that we need to speak more about that is that we're so rigid and stuck. And so yeah. then therefore, if we can't do that thing, we just like want to run away and not do it at all. Yeah. yeah. It come, And it comes from like my own experience with things, maybe not tracking particularly, but I did, I did a course last year on behavioral change and compassion, but not compassion in the sense that people think like, oh, I'm so compassionate to you because I'm giving you this or something, but compassionate in the sense that you need to have compassion for the actions that you took, because unless you have compassion and you can understand why you took those actions, you're not going to be able to actually change them. So you know, maybe I didn't do any of the things I wanted to do yesterday. I didn't train. I didn't do my walk. I didn't get my steps in. I didn't eat well. I skipped meals. If I'm just here being angry at myself for doing that, that's not going to work. So I need to actually dig into the reasons why. So I show myself compassion. Like, you know, you, you were feeling like this. So therefore that's why it happened. And then you can, instead of just going to a hundred again, you can think, how can I make that better? You know, how can I do one thing better today? How can I change a little bit here? So I think that compassion piece is missing and that's where we get so emotional as well. It's also like, you know, you need to be able to look, look at yourself as a third party almost and be like, if that was your daughter, would you be treating her like that? Would you be saying that to her? No, you would say, Hey, how can we fix this? You know, you're human. You, you messed up. Let's see what we can do to fix it and, and help and improve. So yeah, I'm with you on that. Yeah. But in like in doing that and it's like an energy problem. And I say this to my women all of the time. Like it's not, you know, it's not that the training's too hard or it's not that like this is too hard or we can't do this. It's like purely an energy problem. You've got an energy problem. You don't have enough energy to do the thing yeah. you want to do or make the change. And so when you're talking about that, it's really hard to show ourselves compassion or to think about it when we don't have the energy. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. 100%. But it's, it's, 
it's then it's ironic because it's like the thing that, and I tell this to my women all the time, they take on so much mental load. Am I eating enough? Am I eating? I think I'm eating enough. Am I eating enough protein? I think I'm eating enough protein. And they just like the mental load that they carry in their mind where I'm like, okay, if we just track, then you'll know, you'll know the answer straight away. And it's like, you don't carry the mental load. And of course, you know, like we were just talking about, depending on where someone's at, we've had to do a lot of coaching work, a lot of mindset work, a lot of stuff around maybe their relationship with food. But it gets to this point where it's not worth the mental load to not know. So we Mm -hmm. just know. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. And I think like knowing this is where like looking at yourself and looking back at say yesterday wasn't a good day, for example, why wasn't it a good day? And then a day that works well for you, why did that day work well? So there's, you know, in order to create that energy that we need, we need to know what actions we took that really aligned with the way we want to feel and what we're supposed to do and how all that sort of stuff. So it might be like, okay, I actually woke up earlier and I feel better because I went outside and I got that circadian rhythm happening and sun in my eyes. So if you can look back and you can see, okay, so how on the days that I feel really, really good, is anything jumping out at me? What am I doing? How is my mental state? Like all that. And if you can see those things, then you can actually, you don't have to just be like, I need to create energy. You can actually work it into your life to have the energy to then start tracking or do these things. Cause you're being aware, you know, what's going on. Like you're not just living day to day and just like letting things come at you and then not taking time to, you know, look back and reflect and see, okay. So what, when, when I feel good, what does that look like for me? And I like to ask my partner as well. I, so the other day, well, we have this New Year's challenge in my membership that we're doing. But the other day I asked him, what am I doing when I'm literally most myself and when I'm most happy, when I'm being Libby and shining and what am I doing? What does my day look like? And when you can get someone else to tell you that, when you can get your partner's opinion, it's super powerful because you don't even notice these things. Like he goes, you're so happy when you're in the kitchen cooking and you're relaxing or he goes hundred percent, you're training. If you can get that in, you can get your walk in, your day seems to like run smoother. Or for, for some people, it might, they might say when you actually wake up before 8am, you know, you are more productive. So I think asking people and really like reflecting because, you know, it's so easy to just have that fixed mindset. Like, I just don't have the energy to track. It's like, well, it's your responsibility to create more energy in your life. Say it again for the people in the back. <laughs> Say it again. Say that line again. The last line, it's your responsibility to create more energy in your life. <laughs> yes. Oh, on a live coaching call the other day. We were just talking about um, interest and this whole idea of like being interested, living a life that keeps you interested. And I was telling them that we somewhere along the way got this idea that other people in the world are meant to make our life interesting. And I'm like, that's on you. You've got to make your own life interesting. And I totally um, agree with the energy thing. It's your responsibility to get more energy into you or to plug your leaks. hundred percent. Yeah. It's totally on you and it's doable as well. Like you can do it. It's not, it's that, yeah. It's that fixed mindset versus that growth mindset. If you, if you actually believe 
that you can have more energy and you do the things that you need to do to get more energy into your life, it will happen. If you don't believe it, you're just going to continue doing what you're doing and not having energy for anything. So, yeah. Yeah. And the thing that I love about the course that you've created is it gives it gives her a strategy, a plan. Like, and that's what I believe is really missing. It's like, we're low on energy. We don't have a plan and we don't have anyone to support us. So if we can actually get some more energy, get a plan or a strategy, and then get someone to support us, which you have done through the course, again, it just takes that mental load of us. You know, I often say to my women, like, I don't, I don't expect you to know this stuff. Like you haven't been in the work of it for a decade or over a decade. So find someone who has and who's done it and then let them lead you yeah I totally agree yeah strategy is so important as well it's that's another that's another way to I guess close those open links as well in your life if you don't have a strategy it's so stressful you want to do something and you don't have the strategy to do it like that's just that'll just play on your minds yeah I know you're a big like strategies and systems girl like and I'm the same. Like you, I believe you got to have a system and a, yeah. and a strategy. Of course, that can change based on like what's going on in your body and your life. But we've always got to come back to okay. Yes. If something's not working, it's because I don't have a damn strategy or a damn system. Yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> I totally agree. Like you can have flexibility and still have structure, and I think that's where I'm big. I'm big on that. Whereas a lot of other people, you know, they might think they need to be just very structured or like super flexible and not doing anything. But but the the structure brings the freedom. The structure brings the flexibility. And you can have um, like with some of my clients that they have like a, they say they have a schedule and they're, they want to train such and such a time. They want to do this. Some of them, depending on their lifestyle, I actually have like an alternative schedule. So on the days when this doesn't happen, what can we fall back on? And I think that you, that's still a system. It's still a structure and it's being kind to yourself and being compassionate and having two options rather than just one option. So, yeah, I think that you can have structure and flexibility and um, like you said, be fluid, which is really, it's a very important, it's like a value of mine to be flexible and spontaneous and like creative and free. But I still want that structure because that's what creates the ability to have those things. Yes. I love that. Okay. Well, let's dive into your structure, your system. Let's dive into like the, the course. And I want to just talk about a few different topics. I think it would be cool to kind of just, we've been talking a lot about energy. So maybe we just talk a little bit about the science behind energy balance, calories and macros. Like why is that important? Because that's the, one of the main reasons why we're going in there and we're looking at our food is because we need energy. So do you just want to talk a little bit about the science of energy balance and calories and, and those three macronutrients? Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's the perfect place to start because um, if you, everything comes down to energy. So you need to look at the, like, if you look at um, the pyramid of, you know, the hierarchy of nutrition, your calories is at the bottom. Cause if you aren't even eating enough in the first place, or if you're overeating, nothing else matters. You got to get that right. You know? And yeah, there's a range and there's a balance and you can have some days higher, some days lower, but overall you need to get that part right, or you're going to have problems. And so that's, you know, we obviously have to make sure that we're eating. I think for most women, I think you need to be eating a minimum of like 45 calories 
per um, gram of lean mass. So it's not, it's not your actual body weight, but it's your lean, sorry, per kilo of lean mass weight. So that's like, we're talking about like, even for someone who's, you know, 55 kilos, 60 kilos, quite small, they should be eating upward of 1800, 1900. This is for active women as well, but like, and you know, it's good to just start there. So I would just start with, are you eating enough? Are you eating too much? Like there's obviously a range for everyone, but there's clearly like a huge, um, amount too little that many people are eating. And then there's obviously like a big amount too much that some people are eating. So if you can just get that, even in your mind, that that's an amazing first step. So obviously in my course, I teach you kind of like the formula for that. It's a very basic formula. And I tell you, you know, the best way as well to do it is to track what you're currently eating and weigh it up and compare it against that. If you're on par with that, then, you know, you're doing okay. So that's a good starting point. If you're way lower and it's, you know, or maybe you're way lower some days and way lower and way higher other days, then that's, you know, probably where you want to start. Or if you're way over continuously and you're gaining fat constantly, then that's obviously something to look at as well. Okay. I have some questions around this. Okay. And so I want to know like your approach. All right. So you use an equation. Do you think the equation is pretty accurate or do you, would you prefer like a DEXA scan? So then they truly know their lean muscle mass. So then they can use that to get more accurate, um, like a more accurate RMR or, and a more accurate, um, you know, when you said like 45 grams per kilo of lean muscle mass, like what do you prefer? Obviously, if someone is able to, if you get a DEXA scan, you, you'll be like, you'll have a really good idea of your muscle lean mass percentage and your body fat percentage. So, you know, if that's something you can do, but it's hard for a lot of people. So what I would do is I like the calculator tdee.net. Sorry, it's tdeecalculator.net. That's the one I I used from like way back when I was first starting. And it's pretty accurate in the sense that it can give you your estimated calories that you kind of should be maintaining on. And if you're seeing that there's a red flag there because you're eating a lot less than that continuously, or you're maybe way above it. If you're way above it and you're maintaining, that's awesome. But like, because calculators are just a guide. You need to figure this out yourself. So I do like give that calculator in the course. Um, And then with my members, I have like an entire spreadsheet that I've based off a few different calculators and all that. So you can go pretty deep with that, but you're best off obviously experimenting on yourself, finding your own current maintenance by tracking what you're currently eating and weighing yourself and seeing the average of both. Um, And then you can also do something like a DEXA scan, because if you find that you're not eating enough, for example, then a DEXA scan can really help show you like, this is really what you're dealing with. This is what we're working with. You've got this lean mass and you don't want to lose that. So you better be eating to actually build and maintain that. So yeah, it depends kind of where you're at, what your goal is as well. Yeah. How long, uh, you know, if we were to use the equation and then we start to play around with trying to find our maintenance and weighing ourselves, what period of time do you, you know, do you do that for until you kind of have an idea of, all right, so I'm eating about this and my weight is about the same. Do you yeah. kind of have a chunk of time? I say two weeks. I say 10 days minimum. I mean, if you're eating pretty normally, like say you're not on holidays or anything, like you want it to be kind of like more or less normal life, I would say 10 days to two weeks is good. Um, it's enough to see, you know. As long as you're being honest and you're not like way eating less than you normally would or because you're trying to like make it sound better or look better, you know, you need to just be completely average what you always would eat, like your normal grocery list, your normal menu, that type of thing. 
Yeah. And then I know chronometer has the, I don't know what the techo term is for it, but you know how you can link up your your whoop, your apple, and it puts in like your energy expenditure. Like, can you go into chronometer and kind of look at, okay, so this is what I'm expending and this is what I'm intaking. And then I'm like in energy balance. Like, do you want to just talk about, well, what is maintenance and what is energy balance and why is that important to find? Yeah. So I actually recommend people turn that feature off when they're tracking, because what I want you to do first is to figure out your maintenance. So if you figure out your maintenance and then you put that into chronometer, you've already taken into consideration from figuring out your maintenance, your activity levels and your training. So like if you figure it out in a calculator, you'll pick how many days a week you train and your basic overall activity level. So if you then put that in and you're keeping your exercise in, it will actually tell you to eat less calories than you should. So it's a really good idea to turn that off. But I do like using, I don't think they're accurate, but I do like using things like a whoop or an aura ring, or um, even I think like uh, um, the Apple watch shows this, it will show you basically a general guide of how many calories, you know, you're burning. I think that the, I feel like the whoop is a little bit under than what it should be. Um, And I don't know about the aura ring because I've never used it, but I used to use the Apple watch and that was a little more on par and my Garmin's pretty, pretty close to what I actually um maintain on so you can kind of get a guide with that but i think honestly the best way is just to do it yourself because you you can pretty easily find out what you're maintaining on like your body kind of wants to maintain so if you do it for like 10 days to two weeks you're just tracking even if it's just calories like just track your calories don't worry too much about the macros yet and then just track your weights and then you just divide that by however many days you're working with to get the average um I think that's the best way. That's the way that I've found works the best for my clients in terms of accuracy. Yeah. And once you find your maintenance, you just want to hold your maintenance. So then you're doing your tracking to make sure that you are eating enough every day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 100%. I think one of the really good things about tracking, if you haven't done it before, is that once you find your maintenance, you'll probably be more inclined to eat at maintenance each day rather than the big wild fluctuations a lot of people have. And that fluctuates with your energy as well. So that causes blood sugar issues, energy issues. And so I've had multiple clients tell me they just feel so good when they start eating the same amount each day or more or less the same amount, that maintenance, right? So then they're wondering where this newfound energy is coming from for training and for moving and their brain fog is gone. And it's because they're not doing these wild fluctuations that it's so easy to do if one day you're extra busy and the next day you're at home, you're, you're, you know, unless you're, you have a strategy, you're not going to eat the similar amount. So that's, yeah, I highly recommend just staying at maintenance for a bit. If you've never tracked before, don't rush into a fat loss phase. Just stay at maintenance once you know, and and just, just start to understand the power of maintenance and actually eating consistently every single day. It's really powerful. Yeah. No one likes, um, blood sugar whiplash. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, definitely not. And energy issues. And yeah, that, you know, that they say, they say that they don't hit that tired, um, that after 3 p.m. tiredness slump. I've heard this from so many women when I'm just getting them started on my program to track. They're like, I don't have that anymore. And it's like, because we're eating maintenance every single day. We're not flip flopping and binging and restricting. And Yeah. So we get clear on total calories and then how did the three macronutrients dance into this um, yeah. this work? Yeah. So I generally like setting protein first. So once you know your total calories, 
always go and set your protein target. Now, this is actually a difficult one because if I ever, anytime I say anything on social media about it or anything that's like not personalized, I'll be like, someone will say, oh, you know, you should aim for 2.2 grams per kilo of body weight. And someone's like, ah, that means I have to eat 200 grams of protein. And I'm like, well, maybe you should then go with like desired body weight or lean body mass. So it's, it's actually not that straightforward, but overall, I would say a good guide is like between two, maybe you could say 1.8 grams per like up to 2.4 grams per either kilo if you're at a body weight that you're happy with or desired body weight because that's kind of easier than lean body mass um once you've set that you know for most women it will sit somewhere between like 120 upwards of like 170 grams of protein per day that's just a good guide um and then after that you want to set your fat intake as well so protein and fat are obviously the most important just because you need a you need a certain amount of fat to survive and you need protein obviously to survive so those we need to always set first before carbs um with with fat i would probably i wouldn't go necessarily that much lower than 0.7 grams per kilo of body weight i find when you start pushing lower than that that's when hormone issues happen or even things like dried skin and because you need those fat soluble vitamins um but a really handy thing to do is just between 0.7 upwards of like one gram per kilo of body weight that's you know pretty straightforward and then you just throw the carbs with whatever's left with your calories that's just all filled up with carbs that's a basic starting point. Again, you can have flexibility. So as long as you're hitting your protein and your calories, you can have flexibility with the fat and the carbs. Um, some people just like eating more fat and they like less carbs and other people want more carbs. You know, it just depends. Yeah. A question for you, say uh, someone starts doing this and then they notice maybe they are really under eating and they're not hitting a lot like their protein target. Do you have a specific strategy that you normally, is it, is it in the course or normally inside your membership that you help women slowly build? Um, yeah. To yeah. 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 So it's not in this course, but it's actually in my membership. And I'm also working on another action kit that's coming action kits about reverse dieting. So it's the reverse dieting kit. Um, I put it in other like fat loss kits and that. So like, this is how you build back up, or this is how you prepare for fat loss, but I'm doing it as, as its own. Um, I think the main strategy with that would be to kind of go back to that either to get a DEXA scan or to go back to that kind of um, formula that I gave you where you need to be eating that you should be eating that minimum um if you're not hitting that minimum then that's usually a sign or if you're if you jump on you know the calculator tdeecalculator.net and it throws out your maintenance and you're like whoa we're really under this and we've tracked and we know it's true um then i would definitely be looking to reverse diet first and that is just it's really like people overcomplicate it but it's really just increasing slowly so it's like that on ramp again. So you just want to add, I like to add, you know, a hundred calories up to 200 calories a week. So that means each day, maybe you're only eating 1500. So for a whole week, you're going to go 1600 or 1650 checking, you know, your biofeedback and all that and divide it equally. So just bump up the protein until you get to your protein amount and then bump up the fat and the carbs, and then you can keep going. And then the goal is to get as high as you can without putting on fat. Like you might put on kilos of, you know, glycogen and, a little tiny bit of fat, of course, sometimes is, is necessary too. Like, I'm not going to say you should not gain any fat, but you don't need to like blow out. <laughs> so if you can keep, if you can keep building that up, um, 
without putting on fat. That's a really healthy thing. And the reason why it, this works so well sometimes is because your body is, like you said, it's in that low, like we're talking about that lower energy state. So energy doesn't just come from you going for your walk. It, is just, it isn't just spent from going for your walk or from doing your training session. It's spent in so many different ways inside your body that you don't realize. Maybe your hair starts growing thicker. Maybe your nails start growing. That's energy intensive. That costs energy. So you're actually burning more and eating more, which is kind of the whole goal of my one-on-one coaching program is to get people's energy up there so that they're eating more and they're burning more. You're just this furnace, right? So you're becoming a energy burning furnace basically. So it's not, it's not a trick of nature that you're increasing your calories and you're not gaining fat. It's literally that you're increasing your calories and you're increasing your energy output in all the ways that the ways you can't control. It's not the things you can control. It's even something like Maybe you're actually like working harder in your in your business and you're actually able to focus for longer. Like if I'm focusing on building something, building an action kit for three hours a day, that costs a lot of energy. So some of these things people don't realize that are very energy intensive and you'll suddenly be able to start doing more um, because the energy because you've reverse dieted. So it's not so much that you're that there's this magic trick that you can just keep eating and not gaining weight. It's literally that it's that balance of energy that and everyone always struggles with the energy out concept. But the energy out concept is literally just your exercise, your movement and everything else that goes on that's expending energy that you can't control. So, you know, you're having like poor thyroid health, you're having digestive issues, you're having, you know, hypothalamic amenorrhea, you're losing your hair, your nails aren't good, your skin's suffering, you have acne. These are all energy output issues. Your body cannot put enough energy into those things. It cannot express enough energy into those particular things. So it has to hold back. So therefore you have issues. So, you know, that helps all of those things. If you can get your maintenance up. Yes. Okay. I love that. All right. So where do we start? How to track? Like where, what are you doing in the course? Like, where do you start with that? So basically I start with telling, I explain a bit more about first, you know, the big picture, I guess the energy in energy out, this is why we can track. This is why chronometer is really helpful. Um, And then we start by just obviously downloading the app. And then I teach you, I take you through everything. So I teach, teach you how to set it up first and all the settings. Cause a lot of people get stuck on certain settings. So I just break them down into little tiny videos and Step-by-step, I recommend if you're doing my course, just follow along with your downloaded app because there's there's actual like screenshots of what I want want it to look like. And I teach you how to do it with the videos. So basically that whole first step is just getting you set up. So, you know, put your days of the week in, put your, how many meals you're having, break your meals down. Like let's say you're having four meals or I'll have five because I'll have like my intro and my post-workout and then my three main meals. So I put those in. So um, yeah, just it's, that's initial, I guess it's like the, backbone of everything to start with just make sure that you can actually start tracking so that's what we do first um and then i get you to input your macronutrients based off you know whatever you've found through the data that you've just done or through that calculator put those in start tracking those um and then yeah step by step i go through like just the ins and outs of tracking food like how to scan how to use the barcode scanner um how to input a food how to input a recipe all those things as well Cool. I think I think you just said it before that a lot of us can struggle with our targets, you know, those macronutrient targets there of like, where am I meant to be? Like, how do I know? How do I know what to put in? Yeah, yeah. Um, So I think the easiest thing to do, which I talk about is to try and have what I call macro checkpoints. So 
like a lot of people carry on about you must plan your meal plan the night before and I'm kind of a little more flexible I'm not like super hard line about that because I think different things work for different people as well but what I would always say is important is to at least know how much so even just write it in your notes like your notes app how much you want to aim to hit in each meal so let's say it's 35 grams of protein 60 grams of carbs and 15 grams of fats. Now, obviously you don't have to be exact, but if you want to track a little bit more on the fly, as long as you're hitting your meal within that range, you know you're gonna be able to balance it okay on the last meal. So you might have only seven grams of fat left, but that's, you know, you can kind of balance that. Or you might have, you know, 25 grams of protein, 70 grams of carbs and eight grams of fat left, but because more or less you hit what I call those macro checkpoints in each meal, you're not going to end up with this huge amount of protein and zero fat and zero carbs because you were aware as you were eating. So it's again, it's building awareness. And the best thing I like about doing it this way as well is that it's actually building your mind awareness about portion sizes and balancing your blood sugar. So that's why it's super helpful as well. Um, obviously, you can plan in advance. I love that as well. Like, say you, you know what you're going to eat the next day, you sit there and you put it all in the night before and you're ready to go. You can also make a skeleton, which is what I call like when you have a skeleton calendar, I can you can do a skeleton meal plan, which is where you're putting, you're not sure whether you're going to have the chicken or the beef for dinner that's in the fridge, but you'll just put the skeleton in of one of them and you can, you know, change it there. You might have potatoes, so you know, more or less what you're going to have. Um, yeah, there's lots of different ways to do it. I mean, if you ask me personally, I'm super successful with tracking. I'm super successful with reaching my goals and I don't sit there and plan my entire meal plan the night before. So I'm a foodie person. I love to cook. Um, I love, this is why I like having all the hacks that I know about and that I teach you in the course, because you can then be flexible and be creative in the kitchen and still make it work and make it fit. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And I'd love to talk about a couple of them, but so you'll have like your target for your macronutrient and what you're saying is break it down then into the meal, like as a checkpoint. And so then when you eat breakfast, I need to get that one. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Yeah. So then by the time you get to the end of the day, you're you almost, or you're working on meeting that last checkpoint, which means that you get that 130 grams of protein. Yes. Yeah. The thing that I think, how do we, because you know, it has the percentages or the grams, how some women get stuck on, how do they even figure that out? So, you know, when you go into chronometer and you see the total calories and then you see the breakdown of like, okay, so my target's 130 grams of protein, 200 and something grams of carbs, and then like 60 grams of fat. How do they get those? So it's in settings. That's one of the things I teach you. But if you go to targets, um, you can make sure that it's on. Can you see this? (laughs) Yeah, I know what you're talking about, but yeah. So at the top, there's either macro ratios or fixed values. You don't want it to be on macro ratios because that's just going to throw you off. So if you go to macronutrient settings, it has to be on fixed targets because then it's basically just like a math equation. You just keep working down. But if it's on ratios, that's going to be like, you know, percentage. Like, what is that in numbers? How many grams of protein do I need? So yeah, just make sure it's on fixed. Um, that's one of those important settings that I think, and I think you need to have the gold version to have that option. I do believe, I'm not entirely sure, but I think that you used to only be able to have the percentages unless you signed up to the gold version, which is cheap. I think it's like what, 
50 bucks a year. I don't remember. Yeah. It's like 47 or 49 us. And you know what, just to take the mental load and make the experience easier, just invest in it. Yeah. 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 Okay. So let's talk about a a few hacks or tricks, like a few of your favorite uh, that you talk Mm. about in the course, maybe just a couple. Yeah, Yeah, sure. Um, So one of them, I actually post about this all the time on my Instagram because people still have aha moments, but it's basically like when you're having a meal, especially if you have kids, um, I actually think it's healthy to allow kids to build their own plates. And if you like when I did my nutrition training and that it's actually important to teach them to be able to do this themselves rather than like making their plate for them and making sure they eat it. So your kids might not want that much of this or that much. So it's a, it's a really good thing to do. So if you can somehow manage as a parent, even, or as a mom who's tracking to break down your, to have like um deconstructed, as I call it meals, which is really easy to do. Like for, for a lot of things, when you don't realize it's actually deconstructed, like a burger is deconstructed and you can create your burger. Or if you're making like some sort of a soup, you can have, you know, the soup, the meat, the toppings, the rice noodles, and you can construct it together. Um, a pizza night's a really good example. You know, you base, you know what your base weighs, and then you're just as your as the parent, you're just weighing your toppings, and the kids can help build theirs at the same time. So it's actually like kind of you know, it's a good way to introduce the kids to portion sizes and oh, make sure you well, you need to have that because that's the protein, so that's the important part, you know, and then build from there. So I like to just recommend, you know not every single night, like you can have your lasagna or whatever it is, but do some deconstructed meals, especially when you're first learning. And then you can actually build your wall on the scale or your plate. So you put your plate on the scale and you tear it to zero and then you pop your rice in and then you write that down or you put in your app and then you pop your meat in and you pop your veggies and you pop your sauce. If you have sauce, you know, you're going to drizzle some olive oil, just make sure that, you know, you're tearing it each time. So you know how, what each one is. And that's a really easy way to, to make meals. And I mean, I, I've done that for years and years and it's, it's really not time consuming. It's probably the easiest way to have a meal. Yeah. And I think, like you said, it's, you know, it's a really cool starting point if it feels yeah. a little bit overwhelming, you know, cause I get it. Yeah. Like if you're thinking about cooking for five people okay. and you're making this yeah. mixed dish meal and you're like, shit, do I have to <laughs> effing way like the, the every yeah. little carrot and celery and what and so yes I think like you said that on-ramp process of like okay yeah. how about we just try on having deconstructed meals and just yeah. we'll try on the tracking we'll make it easy for ourselves and mm-hmm. yeah um, yeah I think even when you start like so that's a great starting point but then even when you do start doing recipes like if I'm going to do spaghetti bolognese I literally do the exact same bolognese every time so I know like I use a kilo of mints and I use the lean mints I know what percentages and then I use the same amount of like tomato sauce and like passata and I know more or less so I'm not I don't actually reweigh or retrack it because I'm using the same recipe so I just have my old recipe in there so it's easy and yeah maybe it's not perfect but it's better than not tracking at all if you're trying to track so you know and it works well like this is what people don't understand you don't have to be perfect as long as like 80% of the time you're being consistent then it will just work out fine and you'll get the results you want because you're putting that you know that mental focus on it so you're doing it better than not doing anything basically. So I think, yeah, it's that perfectionist tendencies that tend to come in as well. It's like, how do I track someone? Someone asks me, how do I track some, you know, banana peel or whatever? And I'm, is it with peel or without peel? I'm like, those are all in chronometer, which is awesome, but we don't need to get too hung up on those things. You know, it doesn't matter that much in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. I often say like, 
the save the perfectionism for the performance or for the athletes like if they need yeah. it do you know what I mean and yeah, they have 100%. to get nitty-gritty yeah. like we know that's not like we need to roll into like let's get healthy let's get some energy yeah. let's also have some fluidity in our life yeah. and sustainability it's not sustainable if you're having to you know you might as well take your beef to a lab and get it tested and like because it's not going to be perfect anyways <laughs> Yeah. How do you truly know that that is only, that's extra limits? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. I do have a question for you though. All right. Are we doing it cooked or raw or certain things cooked, certain things raw, everything? Like this is a huge question a lot of people have. Yeah. Yeah. So personally, again, if you're going to weigh something raw is always the most accurate, but cooked I find is the most sustainable. So you just in chronometer, there's, there. I don't know if we talked about this in the beginning. I think we did. They're really, really good at um, giving you like quite a few different options to work with, which is an amazing thing about them. So you'll have like, take eggs, for example, there'll be raw eggs, like raw whole eggs, you know, cooked boiled eggs, boiled eggs without the peel. Like there's all these options. So you can just then kind of find the one that suits you and use that. Um, If you're doing something like a, say you're doing... Maybe you're doing like a meat dish, like a stir fry dish, right? You can more or less, let's say you're not putting anything really extra in it. You're just kind of frying it in some herbs and maybe a bit of garlic. You can more or less just weigh it. So I would just weigh it and pick it as a cooked entry. Like I just pick it as cooked beef strips rather than, you know, doing the whole math side of things. But if you do want to do the math side of things, you can do that as well. And I always say to add 25%. So if your if your raw is what, like 125, then your cooked will be 100 grams. So you want to add or minus 25%. That's generally a pretty good guide. So if you, you know, you're getting stuck on that, and you know you want to just weigh it cooked and you can only find a raw entry just take away 25 percent of the weights and that will more or less be good enough um but in chronometer there's heaps and heaps and heaps of cooked entries and heaps of raw entries so the same with pasta like you can put raw you can put uncooked or you can put cooked but in chronometer it gives you the option so it's really it's really simple like in that way and it's giving you the specific um nutritional breakdown for the option isn't it yeah yes yeah. Okay. I like that. Is there any other hack or trick or thing you want to share around the, the tracking? Mm-hmm. I think something that's really cool is that you can put, you can just quick add carbs, quick add fat, quick add protein. So if you type where you're searching for your food, just type quick add carb or quick add fat. You can also do this with calories. And this is really good if you're, say you're, you know, getting food out, for example, and you know, maybe you're getting sushi and the macros are right there. You can literally just put in the protein, carbs and fats and calories. You don't have to go and create a whole fake recipe of the sushi that you didn't make. So that's really handy because a lot of times people are like, like, oh, I just want to grab a takeaway thing or whatever, you know? So, you know, you can, and you can also estimate. So if you don't know, if it's not even there, you can kind of estimate. So I would know more or less this sushi roll probably has this much carbs, this much fat, this much protein. Again, I always say done at all is better than perfect, is better than not doing. So even if it's not perfect, it's going to help. It's going to make a difference. Yeah. I love that. And you go into that in your course, don't you? You do uh, like a whole thing on eating out and how to navigate that. Yeah. 
It's a really good video. It's awesome. Like I even have photos of different meals out and then I say, okay, let's estimate what this is. And then I'm like, well, if you think about it, most people will say, think this is low fat or, but you know, the dressing here and the avocado and like we estimate it together. So I actually, cause I'm very big on like teaching and doing with you. So in my course, I do that through a lot of things where it's not just like, I'm not just telling you what it should be. I'm actually saying, this is how you can decipher it. This is kind of how you can figure it out. Cool. Yeah. Do you want to just talk a little bit about the experience? Like if someone, they go to yeah the site and they sign up, like what does that experience look like? Like how do you show up um, and, and I guess lead them and do it with them? Yeah. So once you sign up, you'll get an email obviously with your logins and the first initial video is just a video of me talking. So I'm just explaining it all, telling you everything. And then we start with, as I said, that big picture. So we we like zoom out and we do the big picture of the calories and the macros first to give you the understanding and then to actually set yours up. So you're going to have yours set up and then you're going to have your um, chronometer set up with all those little settings that we talked about. And then that's when we actually start. So then obviously I'll say, okay, let's just start tracking. So, you know, this is how you enter a food. So I take you through that, teach you how to do that in the video. So it's in video form, everything. There's two PDFs as well, which go along. So if you just want to print the PDF out, and you're quickly looking for something you can see because it has all the graphics of my chronometer in there as well. So um, yeah, but it's in video form and I often tell you where in the video I want you to pause. I'm like, okay, pause. And I want you to now try this on your own chronometer so you can do it yourself. And you know, after you go through the course, you're gonna probably still need to practice. So that's why I've broken down the videos into most of them are quite really, really short, like two minutes, three minutes. So you can just look at what you're struggling with. Yep, that's what it is. And then you can refresh yourself because, you know, no one can be expected to learn something from the first go. So you might need to keep coming back to it and, you know, watching it again, like you need to learn how to do it again, even if you haven't done it in a while. So um, it takes practice. Yeah. And once they purchase the course, they have access to that for? For life. Yeah. For as long as the course lives. There you go. That's why you become a maven. You have access to it for life. So you can just keep watching yeah. it or going back. And I'll, to update. and I'll do updates too. Like when there's a big update, anytime I do updates for my membership for their chronometer stuff, I'll also put it in that course. So it's super good. cool. Uh, is there anything else that you want to share about the course, about your work, about your life, about macros? Um. I don't know. I think I feel like I just like Jamie always says, you don't I don't toot my own horn enough, but I feel like people don't understand how simple and how clear and how it's not just this. It's not just this thing with like tons of stuff thrown at you. Like I literally break it down. Like I um, I think one of my strong points is taking like abstract concepts and weird, crazy things and making them like super tangible and doable and giving you like a step by step. So you're like, oh, that's how I do it. So I guess I wanted to kind of toot my horn a little bit and say that's what this course is. Like it's not it's not just another one of these woo-woo things about balancing your blood sugar. It's like, hey, this is literally how you do it. Like it's so practical. So yeah. Yeah. Hard to get that across sometimes. Yeah, it is. And for some reason, all of this stuff became really complicated. And it actually isn't. And I know we've talked about this on our podcast before, is this stuff is actually really simple. <laughs> so simple. You just need someone to just show you 
like the processes, the methods. And I say this with training, like getting strong is hard work, building muscle. Like you were just talking about before we press record. Yeah. Like the journey you went through for nine months to gain that three kilos of muscle, damn hard. Like it's hard work, but the principles of it are easy. Like the the process and the method yeah. is easy if someone shows it to you. And yeah. so this is what I love about the course you've created. And it doesn't have to have all the extra things. I feel like people put too many extras around. One course, yeah. Yeah. Like the course, it's like, no, it's very clear. You want to be a boss at using chronometer? That's it. course. (laughs) It's not a fat loss course. It's not a muscle building course. It's not a how to hear your thyroid course or your, you know, metabolism course. It's literally just, this is how you track macros like a pro. So you can go any direction you want with it, but you can't go any direction until you know. Bam. I love that. And it is simple. You know, it's not always going to feel easy. We get that, but if you do it, if you commit to it and you get energy yeah. into your body, it will feel way easier. Yeah, 100%. It's, yeah. it's simple because it's a it's an actual process. So it's like a it's a step-by-step. Step. This is literally how you do it. And yeah, it's going to be hard sometimes when you don't have time or you feel like, you know, you're still learning or it's it's annoying you because you don't understand the app yet. But it's that's where it's like, okay, well, if I just keep doing this, I'll literally become good at it because there's a process. So it's there's an it's a, it's a solution. It's not you know oh let's just try this. So that doesn't work. Okay, let's just try this. It's just very step by step. So yeah, yeah, practical. Like, practical. Yeah, you're very practical gal, and I love that. Yeah, that's <laughs> why much. you can do what you can do that's why you can train the way that you train that's why the you look the way that you look <laughs> yeah okay so good. I often say with this training stuff you know I truly believe it takes about nine to 12 months for us to develop this consistent practice for yeah. it to like click and like <laughs> yes okay with the food stuff and the tracking stuff what have you seen in your work like how long does it kind of take a woman to be like okay like I, I, I get it. It feels easy. And I actually get some joy and pleasure out of the tracking. Yeah. I would say probably from average, I'd say about three months, like if they're being consistent with it, that's when, so there's often this thing where it just clicks. Um, and as a business owner, and I'm sure, you know, this too, like with my business, I know every single thing. Like I don't outsource, I don't outsource something that I don't know. I always learn it first and then outsource. So I know, you know, what's click funnels. I know how to create sales pages. I know my infusion software, which is my, like, I know everything. I know it because if I don't know it, then I won't know how to like, if something's going wrong or something. So, but there's always, always this super frustration period when I'm learning a new program. So even if it's like zero for your finances or something like it's so frustrating. And, but I, I tell myself now, cause I've been through it enough times that it's going to click in the next few days. And then when it clicks, it clicks well. And then I'm like, okay, I've got this. And that's when you feel so confident because you can then keep learning all the extras and like, wow, that, oh, I can add that here and I can add that here. But there's this one, there's this bit like you're saying about the training where it just hasn't clicked yet. It's not clicking. And it's the same with tracking. It's the same with any program. It's the same with click funnels, which was like horrendous for me to learn. It's the same with basically anything we do in life. Once it clicks, it clicks. 
And that's just, that's the concept of learning. Like that's the concept of me as an educator and as, as a teacher is being like, okay, so I know after about this, this much practice, it will click for you. So I then need to help you with that stage where you're not feeling it still. And I think with tracking macros from what I've seen, I would say it's probably around three months. Some of them, some people more because, you know, they don't do it consistently or they're not actually trying. But if it's something that you need to learn and you know you need to learn it, like think about a job that you have. You have to go to work every day. You have to learn this program where you're not going to get paid because you're not going to keep your job. You'll learn it until it clicks. So it depends how much you want it. Like if you want to train and you want to get better at training, it will click. Like I can promise you everything clicks eventually. But yeah, it's just, you know, how much can you dedicate to learning it properly and you know, losing the whole overwhelm that just there, that's the thing that I think in that first three months, whether it's training, nutrition, anything, there's this overwhelm period, which women have. And that overwhelm is literally just your brain telling you things like it's just lying to you. It's just telling you, you can't do it or you can't learn it or, and just the word I'm so overwhelmed. We need to pinpoint what we're actually talking about. So I want, you know, I always tell them, can you write down like three things that you're struggling with right now? Like the exact practical detailed things, because I'm so overwhelmed is just the thought. It's not factual. It's not true. So I think with things like this, when it comes to learning, if we can just break them down. So maybe you're really struggling and you're about to like chuck your phone, like you cannot handle it. You can't stand it. Why don't you instead like think about what is the exact thing that I can't handle right now? How can I get myself through this one first thing here where I'm struggling with maybe it's like balancing my macros or something. And so I think with learning and with educating as well from from my end, it's, I always bring it back to that. Like, what is it you're struggling with exactly? Like, what's the actual thing you're struggling with? And then let's see how we can fix that. And if you do that enough, it will click. Yeah. What's the challenge? What's the hard part? The actual mm -hmm. thing? Because we got to know yeah. that. So then we can create a plan exactly. and a strategy yeah. <laughs> to be able to move out of that. Yeah. I love it. Libby, is there anything else you want to talk about? I don't think so. I think that's, that was good. I love that. That was really good. Yeah. It's, um, they go to the gram, click on her link, link bio, link bio. It's at the, it's like at the top, the top. pretty much. Yeah. 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 Click on it. It will take you to a page and read through the page. Then click that button. What, what colors the button? Is it pink? Probably. <laughs> I think, I think, I think it's, it's pink. pink or blue. <laughs> I don't know. Just click the button uh, and invest in it. You know, it's, it's such a cool investment to learn. Mm -hmm. Even if you're not quite ready yet, just to yeah. like invest and get curious about it or yeah. just start with the intro video. In it. Yeah, yeah. Just like watch the intro video, maybe like marinate in that, sit with it for a while and then go to the second thing. Don't feel like I know all of these women would just feel this massive need just to sit there and consume the whole thing uh, and then uh, like want put all this pressure on themselves to like get, so get to like the hacks and the eating out and like they haven't even marinated or spent time in the <laughs> I know. Yeah. So you gotta I do those first few chapters first because they're the important like foundation setting ones. Yeah. And like, there's nothing there's no wrong rush. with just sit, like just sit in it. Just like, let it, just let it marinate. Just pick one small thing and, um, and then w work through it. Yeah. Yeah. There's no rush. Like 
you haven't been tracking up to this point. So what's the rest, you know, like. Yeah. Do you think that you'll bring out like version 2.0, which is like real, like performancey, like starting to get like real, like nitty gritty type or. Maybe because the thing about this is that I, a lot of these other things I talk about in my membership. So yeah, I, I don't know. I might, I, I think I might add to it as I go on a little bit more. There's definitely some parts about performance. Like I talk about how to, in chronometer, you can set a different, you can set different targets for different days. So you can have like more carb cycling going on on the days when you need it, that type of thing. So there's a little bit of that sort of stuff in, but yeah. Cool. No, I'm glad, I'm glad that we spoke about that at the end, because I think that's, you know, maybe there's, you know, there's definitely women within our sphere that feel pretty comfortable with it, you know, and I I still think that you can get loads out of it. I still think you've got so much up your sleeve, but just knowing things like that, like a lot of them, maybe they don't do that. Maybe they don't change their calories on different days or so if there's like a little bit of a performance piece into it, that's cool. And I think that, you know, it can definitely help the, help you maybe tweak some things um, for your, for your training. Mm-hmm, 100%. Libby Westcombe, it was so good to chat to you. It was so fun. Thanks for having me. Okay. We're done. Thank you. We're done. We're out of here. <laughs> We're out of here. <laughs> no, I've got to talk to you in a second, but I'm going to press stop. Okay. So for everyone listening, we're done. Bye. Yeah, bye. Uh, but I'm just going to say goodbye to Libby on my own privately. Okay. Warrior Woman, thanks so much for listening to this episode. If you haven't, please give the podcast some love by subscribing now. And if you enjoyed this episode, please rate it and share it with another Warrior Woman. Also, if you want to go crazy, I'd love if you wrote a review for the Warrior School podcast. And also share and tag me with your biggest takeaways for the episode on the gram. Okay, Warrior Woman, have a great week in training. Bye for now.